No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Job looks back to a happier time when he was healthy. He sat at the city gate judging righteously, and people respected him. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Job chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. Looking back can either be a positive or a negative experience. It can fill us with regrets or it can catapult us into the future with faith and vision. It can lead to depression or it can fill us with light to guide our steps. Now, Job had been in the pits. Not only had he suffered the loss of all things, including his possessions, his children, and his health, but he also had to endure the accusations of his friends that he had done some wickedness that brought all of this upon him. But probably the greatest suffering of all for Job was the thought that God, who had been his friend, was now his enemy. God once watched over him for good, but now it seemed to Job that God was watching over him for harm. As we come to chapter 29, Job looks back to a happier time before all this evil came into his life. Verse 1, Job further continued his discourse and said, Oh, that I were as in months past, as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness, just as I was in the days of my prime, when the friendly counsel of God was over my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were around me, when my steps were bathed with cream, and the rock poured out rivers of oil for me. Now we can hardly blame Job for looking back to his glory days. There was a certain magic back then when he walked with the Lord in his presence and felt his approval. Those days seemed like such a long time ago. But how Job longed for them. Now he was looking back for this happier time. But if we are walking with God today, then these things that were in Job's past are in our present. They're the things we are experiencing as we are aware of God's presence in our lives. Do you have that awareness that God is with you, that he's not against you? Do you believe that he's watching over you for good, to give you a future and not to harm you? You see, if you're in Christ, you should have that confidence. And if you're walking in the Spirit, you should have that awareness that the presence of God is with you 24-7. Now, Job said that God watched over him for good. And then he said that his lamp shone upon his head. That speaks of the favor that God gave to Job that was evident to all. It's like when Moses would meet with God in the tent of meeting, and when he was done, his face shone, and everybody would see, oh, well, obviously Moses has been with the Lord. The enlightenment of God was upon him. Then we see that Job said that by his light I walked through darkness. The psalmist writes that God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And even though Job had been walking through darkness in times past, God's light was always there with him to show him the way. And he said that the friendly counsel of God 
was over me. What a beautiful phrase that is. Just the idea that Job was aware that God's presence was always as a friendly counselor to him. And he knew that it would help him through everything that he went through. Finally, he said the Almighty was with me. And of course, that's the greatest thing of all. If you know that God is with you, then who can be against you? Now, I think it's interesting that of all the things, when Job was looking back over his prosperity, his health, his wealth, and so forth, that's not what he brought to his remembrance. What he brought to his remembrance was the fact that he enjoyed the presence of God and he enjoyed God's favor. And there was the communion that he had with God. And that was the thing that he misses now the most because he's not sure that the friendly counsel that he once had, he's wondering now if God is now his enemy. And so that's the thing that he most missed from those good old days. But there were also the blessings that he had. He said that my children were all around me. What a blessing that is. You know, with this COVID-19, we haven't seen a whole lot of our family lately. Everybody's been isolated. But then on Mother's Day, we all, we're all able to get together, the kids and the grandkids and so forth. And, and you think, oh, what a blessing that is when you have your family around you. And Job missed that. Of course, Job had had 10 children and they were all gone now. Then he said, my steps were bathed with cream. That's interesting. The the idea here that my pastor was from Texas and they had a a phrase there that if a man kept his wife in a good situation, that he would keep her in a tub of butter. I think that's the kind of idea here. And finally, he says that the rock poured out rivers of oil for me. Uh, Just this lavish oil, speaking of the anointing of God coming from an unlikely place, a rock, but just the fact that everything that he touched really was blessed back in those days. When I went out to the gate by the city, when I took my seat in the open square, the young men saw me and hid, and the aged arose and stood. The princes refrained from talking and put their hand on their mouth. The voice of nobles was hushed, and their tongue stuck to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard, then it blessed me, and when the eye saw, then it approved me. And so it describes this time beforehand when Job was respected by everybody. Now, at first it says here that he went out to the city gate. You need to understand that in ancient culture, the city gate and its accompanying square was where all of the action happened. The merchants would buy and sell. It's where business was transacted and where the elders made judicial decisions. It's where the government made decisions and issued their edicts. Everything was happening there at the city gates. It's where the people of significance and substance gathered. And as Job would show up there, he was respected by both the young and the old. They would just make way for him because they realized, here comes Job. You know, the senior citizens would all arise and give him respect. The princes and nobles were silenced. So normally these would be the guys that were always talking, probably, you know, espousing their opinions. And as soon as Job comes, they just like zip it up. We're not going to say a word. This guy's got too much wisdom. We're just going to be quiet and listen to him. And his counsel was received. Everybody wanted to hear from Job. Why? Because he was a successful guy and he had great wisdom. And so people appreciated what he had to say and they loved to see him show up. 
Because I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless and the one who had no helper, the blessing of a perishing man came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My justice was like a robe and a turban. I was eyes to the blind, and I was feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor, and I searched out the case that I did not know. Now, earlier, Job's friend Eliphaz had accused him, saying, You have not given the weary water to drink. You have withheld bread from the hungry. You have sent widows away empty, and the strength of the fatherless was crushed. Now, Eliphaz was just grasping at straws because he was trying to find some reason that Job was suffering the way that he was suffering. So he accused them all of all these things, but none of them were true. As we see here, he actually took care of the helpless. And it says that he was clothed with righteousness and his justice was like a robe and a turban. Now, does that sound familiar? Isaiah 59, 17, in speaking of Christ, says he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. So Job, in helping the helpless and ministering to the poor, the orphans, the widows, the blind, and the lame, pictures Christ in his righteousness and his compassion. I broke the fangs of the wicked and plucked the victim from his teeth. Then I said, I shall die in my nest and multiply my days as the sand. My root is spread out to the waters, and the dew lies all night on my branch. My glory is fresh within me, and my bow is renewed in my hand. And so not only did he help the helpless, but he broke the teeth of the wicked, those wicked oppressors, and he rescued their helpless victims from them. So Job pictures here Christ in his justice, in executing the vengeance of God against wickedness. Then he also said, I shall die in my nest and multiply my days as the sand. Job looked forward to his retirement back in those days. He thought he was going to live a good life and then end his days well with his glory being fresh within him and his bow renewed in his hand. That speaks of the fact that he believed he would have vitality and masculine strength all of his days until God would take him home. But of course, that didn't work out that way. And uh, it just now he was just wasting away. He never thought it would happen to him like that. Men listened to me and waited and kept silence for my counsel. After my words, they did not speak again, and my speech settled on them as due. They waited for me as for the rain, and they opened their mouth wide as for the spring rain. So they were just waiting for his counsel, hanging on every word, ready to just drink it in. If I mocked at them, they did not believe it, and the light of my countenance they did not cast down. Now the NIV says of verse 24 here, when I smiled at them, they scarcely believed it. The light of my face was precious to them. So the idea here that Job would come and he just had this gracious smile that brought encouragement and probably the young people would see Job smile at him and go home and tell their wives, you know, hey, Job smiled at me today. You know, it would just encourage them. And it just reminds me of going to pastor's conferences with Pastor Chuck Smith and he had just this infectious smile full of the grace of God. And I just, I miss that because it was so encouraging. 
Then Job's joyful recollection of the comforting and counseling of others that he had. You know, that was a thing that he missed so much was he loved being able to encourage others. And that illustrates what Jesus said when he said it's more blessed to give than to receive. These were the things that Job missed. Now, the bottom line is we are created to be useful. We are made to serve others. And when we cannot do that, it leads to depression. My mom lived with us for the last two years of her life, and she had dementia, and she was not able to do the things that she once enjoyed doing. She loved to cater and entertain people, and it just killed her, and it killed us to just watch her sort of waste away, not being able to do those things. And she really lost her will to live. And that's kind of where Job was at here. He couldn't do those things that he loved to do in serving others. So as Job thought those glory days were over, to a certain extent they were. As he looked back, he couldn't bring them back. But really, God was going to bring everything back to him that he didn't know that at the time. But also Job's glory days foreshadowed the glory days of Christ, both in his first and second coming. These things that Job described of helping the helpless and so forth, bringing justice to people. But they also show for us the glory days that we have now if we will walk with God, just practicing a deep awareness of his presence. Whereas the Bible tells us there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. May God help us to walk in the awareness of the friendly counsel of God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Next time, we'll see where Job laments against the sons of fools who mock him and rise up against him. He also mourns over the great affliction he suffers internally. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Job on Simply the Bible.